founder of Zcash, really a brand new uh, level of security, right? Brought to the crypto ecosystem. He's essentially what an SSL certificate is to a, a URL. He's basically doing that for crypto specifically, even though it's decentralized specifically so people can't, you know, you know, reverse engineer patterns related to flows from one key to another. It's how he's having a lot of success partnership with JP Morgan. He's launching foundations around this space, obviously a leading authority here, $3 million raised and a very unique launch. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Zuko Wilcox. He is the creator, uh, if you're familiar with crypto, you may have heard of it, of Zcash. Now, he has more than 20 years of experience in open, decentralized systems, cryptography, and information security, along with startups in general. He's recognized for his work on Digicash, Mojo Nation, many, many other things that he's worked on. He's also the founder of Least Authority. Now, if you follow him on Twitter, you know he sometimes blogs about health and science, but he's an active tweeter, very active in the crypto space. Zuko, are you ready to take us to the top? Okay. All right. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for coming on. So explain to us, uh, for an audience that might not be hugely familiar with crypto, what is Zcash? It's a cryptocurrency. So it's like Bitcoin, if you're familiar with that. And it adds improved data security. So one of the uh, one of, I'm going to put this out there and you can confirm or deny, I think you've used this analogy before, but if Bitcoin is kind of the HTTP for, you know, a browser link, uh, you are, a, and, you know, SSL was invented to add security there. You are a sense, essentially the SSL version of Bitcoin. Is that accurate? Yeah, I like that analogy um, because we protect the, the access to the data, the confidentiality of the data that goes into the blockchain. And why is this necessary? I mean, one of the things that I thought uh, the, the reasons crypto is taking off is because it's decentralized, anonymous, and people can do it undercover. Why do you need more security? Um, you know, when the internet was new, people thought nobody on the internet, nobody knows you're a dog uh, because your IPv4 address doesn't have your, your, your home address or your legal name in it. It's just four numbers. Uh, but later we figured out that's totally not sufficient to make you anonymous or give you security on the Internet. You need a lot more tools, um, such as SSL, before you could use um, the Internet for things like banking and confidential business 
they've done stuff like that. And similarly with, with, with Bitcoin, it was a real breakthrough. And when it was new, people naively thought, since your Bitcoin address doesn't have your, your home address or your legal name baked into it, then it's basically secure. But that, that was, I, I always knew from my experience um, working in similar fields, uh, that that was uh, not going to be sufficient. And, and why, where's the gap there? Well, why is that? Yeah, give us an example of where that's backfired. Um, well, for, so Bitcoin is only used, is primarily only used for payments, for transactions of money. Uh, other uses of blockchains are rapidly proliferating, which apply the same technology for all sorts of things like title and um, interbank settlement and all kinds of experiments in uh, financial inclusion in the third world and all kinds of interesting stuff, tracking the provenance of, of, of uh, goods with Internet of Things and so on. So in both the money uh, use case that's already well established and all of these experimental new use cases, you need to um, you need to protect not only the identities of the participants, but also the traffic, the, the information about what actions are taken, uh, which things connect to which other things within the system. So in the simplest case is, uh, is the payments case, where in Bitcoin, there are no, there's not necessarily an identity associated with a Bitcoin address, but the flow of funds from one Bitcoin address to the next is publicly visible to anyone who uh, looks at the blockchain. And just that information, the pattern of flows of funds from one Bitcoin address to the next, is a lot of a lot of information. Some of which would be sensitive information if uh, a business were using Bitcoin for their operations. Um, and finally, once you have that much of a pattern, that much data available to, to form patterns out of, then it becomes very easy to make that final step and link it back to identities. Because you can you can figure out which you know which uh, which person had connections to those other uh, Bitcoin addresses or used it at those times and so on. Yep. Now the, you know I want to just quickly tell folks. I mean you've had some serious success already in the space. Uh, I believe it was in was it in May? I want to say uh, you announced uh, on stage at CoinDesk's uh, Consensus 2017. I believe that you've partnered with J.P. Morgan uh, for their blockchain security solution. Can you tell us more about that and how it works? Yeah. Um, the first thing we did back in October last year was launch an open public blockchain, which is just as global and open as Bitcoin. Is that a fork? It's a Bitcoin fork? It's a fork of the software. We, we copied the Bitcoin software and uh, added our cryptographic improvements. Okay. Um, but it's not a copy. It's not a fork of the Bitcoin blockchain. It's a separate independent blockchain. Zcash blockchain, um, and that the Zcash blockchain began life with its first block uh, last October of 2016, and um, that has been a huge success and is growing rapidly around the world. And then at the same time, hold on, we Zuko, what does that what does that mean when you say huge success and growing around the world? Like quantify that somehow. Um, uh, one way to quantify it is that. The coins, because there's, there's a limited number of Zcash coins, just like there's a limited number of Bitcoins. Um, 
those Zcash coins are trading for about $200 a piece on um, about 15 or 20 different markets in, in different countries around the world. <clears throat> and um, every day there's about $20 million worth of coins transacted, um, which puts it in the in the top tier of uh, of this kind of open currency being transacted. So we okay, should so think about we should think about Zcash. Then, like you have an Ether token, and there's a value. You have a Bitcoin token, and there's a value. There's a Zcash token, and it has a value. That's how we should think about it. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. And there's also a a sort of scope of how many. I think an important part of my strategy with the open Zcash currency is to spread it widely to more and more countries and more and more different kinds of markets and different kinds of users. And so I'm really happy that there are uh, a lot of people in China, for example, who buy and sell Zcash tokens. But not only there, there are a lot of How many? Uh, fans. Oh, I don't have measurements of the people I, because um, there isn't any... There isn't any way to find out if someone if someone in China goes and buys a whole bunch of Zcash tokens and starts using them. There's no, there's no way I can tell that they did that. Well, then, ha, ha, but but you just said you know that a lot of people in China are are using it. So how do you know that if you can't track that? Oh, I, I know that because there are millions of dollars worth transacted on markets in uh, that serve Chinese people, uh, and because I, I talked to. Uh, the operators of those markets, and they say that they have uh, lots and lots of users signing up. And I just returned from a trip to China where uh, I met a whole bunch of uh, Zcash fans. Um, yeah, that was fun. That's great. Name one or two of those exchanges. Name name one or two of those exchanges real quick, just so we can link to them. Uh, yeah, you can go to Yunbi. Y U N B I. Y U N B I. Okay. That's a Chinese exchange, but there's also a lot of Zcash fans in, in, in France and in Russia and Argentina and Brazil. And so um, that's another measure of success for me is getting uh, sort of roots put down in different markets in different countries. Yeah. Uh, because that's one of the advantages of this technology is that it's borderless like the Internet. Right. Now, Zuko, this didn't just magically happen, though. So I want to get back to the JP Morgan thing in a second. But you did something very strategic yeah. when you launched this in terms of almost throttling how people can mine and, and how they get control of these things. Can you explain that strategy and what would you change or would you change anything about how you did that? Right. So the strategy was you're exactly right that the purpose of the strategy was to uh, try to attract users from many different places. And the strategy was uh, that we were going to we're going to basically give out free money right so we've invented this thing that can serve as money if people choose to value it like money and it's open and distributed and anyone can connect to it and now the question is uh who starts with the money uh some other crypto projects uh have had a what they call a pre-mine where the founders of the project start with more of the money or they've had what's very very popular which is absolutely booming right now is a token sale or pre-sale or an ICO where the founders start with all the tokens and then they sell, and then they have an auction or a, or a sale and they sell all the tokens to the public. Um, and what we did instead was we started with nobody having any of the money and we just had mining, which uh, was a, an innovation that we copied from Bitcoin so that anyone who has a 
a uh, sufficiently powerful computer connected to the internet can participate in building the network and they get rewarded with newly generated coins. And so that's why that's part, a big part of the reason why Zcash is popular in all these different places is that people were able to start mining it, connect their computer to the, the newly created Zcash network, start mining it and start receiving newly generated coins um, with the coordination or, or, or signing up for anything. Now, Zuko, how, how do you prevent, though, you know, a super wealthy individual or a group of people, I'm making this up, in China setting up a very efficient mining operation to basically exert control and leverage over, over them getting most of these tokens mining? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, we... We made we, we did something for that when we launched it, which was that we changed the algorithm you use to earn coins um, from one that it was amenable to uh, integrated circuit implementation, mm -hmm. uh, implementation, uh, to one that instead depended more on RAM. Got it. And that that helped a little because RAM is a you know very highly commoditized thing, and everybody's got a little RAM, well, quite a lot of RAM really, in their computer. And um, and the, the people who have more specialized mining operations don't really have better RAM than anyone else does because you know RAM is pretty standard. Um, so that helped a bit, but in the long run, it, um, there's probably nothing that can prevent someone from investing uh, capital in order to improve their mining operation. Now, um, is you quite, it's, it's actually maybe not the end of the world because just let me throw in one more thing before we move on from that topic because you said exert control. And I want to point out that an important factor is uh, protecting users even if there's a concentration of mining power. That's possible. So don't, uh, don't, 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 don't misunderstand and think that we have to have distributed mining in order for it to be useful. Got it. That's helpful. Now, I want to go back to kind of, you, you, first off, you have a very talented team. If anyone looks at your website, your team page, these are people that, you know, could get very, you know, easily six-figure jobs elsewhere doing something else, et cetera. How have you funded the company? Have you raised capital? And if so, how much? Oh, that's a good question, and thank you. I'm extremely proud of the team. That's one of my best skills. It's know, remarkable. Acquiring those people. Um, so what we did was when we were planning this, and this was just gleams in our eyes, we raised funding from a set of uh, Silicon Valley and Bitcoin uh, angels. Um, there were a couple of Silicon Valley VCs, but they were almost all angels. We raised $3 million, and what we promised them is they'll get a cut out of the mining. This um, is the founders so fund that you set aside or the actual mining? Yeah, it's, it, it comes out of the mining over the first four years of the mining. Okay. So whenever a miner finds another Zcash block, they get 10 coins and uh, the investors and the founders and the advisors of the company get a few coins each. Got it. It's almost like a, um, it, this is a bad name for it because it sounds negative, but it's almost like a transaction fee, right? So they, they get paid a percentage every time one of these Zcash blocks is found. Well, be careful because there is there are transaction fees, actually, for people who make transactions. They pay the miners to, to include their transactions. Yep. Um, and those are different. Those are just a, a, a straight transfer from the pay, from the person making the transaction to the miner. Uh, this is, it's kind of... I'm not sure what a good analogy it is because it's the miner who it's the miner who gives 
this share of the reward over to the founders. Got it. Um, and the miners choose to do so anyway because it's still much more profitable for them to mine Zcash and get their 10 Zcash coins than it is to mine some other so, so when you raise this three, this is going to be a very tactical question. So bear with me. When you raise that three million dollars, I mean, I imagine you're not using a safe from YC or a convertible note or a typically priced Series A set of docs. I mean, you have a whole new dock that basically works in the crypto field. I mean, is that accurate, or are they actually equity holders on your cap yeah. table? I mean, we were we we're pretty early in this space, and um, nowadays we might use. Uh, there's a thing called a SAFT, which is a a safe for tokens. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some new, there's some new, there's some new contractual technology out there. But what we did was set up an LLC and gave, and actually gave equity in the LLC to every investor. Okay. And you've raised three and million to date, correct? That's right. Got it. And when did you raise that capital? What month? I don't remember the precise month. It was about. A year and a half and two, it was in two phases, more than a year and a half ago, I think. Okay, so call it like early 2016, late 2015-ish. Yeah, we blogged it, so you can find out. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Very cool. And then last question here before we wrap up with the Famous Five. You know, like Bitcoin, you've basically decided to, you know, produce around 21 million tokens, you know, having every four years uh, where there's obviously reward, you know, is have to control inflation, etc. But unlike Bitcoin, again, those first four years, a full 20% of that Zcash mining reward will go back to stakeholders. That's kind of what you call the founder's reward. Is that that 20%? Is that kind of what's going back to both employees like you and founders and also those investors that's right and it's also fueling the company to keep making upgrades to the protocol over the coming years fascinating interesting i've never seen a structure like this this is very unique to you guys huh um i don't know if there's any other example but uh there should be because it's really (laughs) great because it aligns the incentives of the of everyone involved everyone in the system all the miners all the token holders who buy or use the tokens and uh the company and the employees are all strongly focused on improving the value of the network hey aligned incentive structures are a beautiful thing guys big news last month was a huge month for the company i recently acquired which was www.thetopinbox.com i liked the company so much when i met the person who created it it lets you send emails later on gmail set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened it's great if you're in sales or ceo or trying to be more productive so listen i bought the whole company on the spot and i want to tell you how i did it i've showed the deal by the way to big smart people private equity firms vcs and they're dumbfounded they go nathan how did you do this we've never seen a deal like this how did you do this so i did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Let's uh, wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last book you read? Um, the last book I read was Constellation Games by Leonard Richardson, which is a science fiction novel. Number two, is there a CEO or a leader that you're following or studying? Um, 
No, none comes to mind. Number three. That's okay. What's your favorite uh, online tool in the crypto world? In the crypto world, my favorite online tool? uh, There's tool in general. I spend spend all my time chatting with people over Signal, the encrypted messenger. Signal, very cool. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, About eight. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, divorced. Divorce. Okay. And little kiddos. Okay, good. And are they? I mean, are they? Are, are they out of the house? So you're focused totally on the business, or are you being dad and oh, building no. a startup? The latter. <laughs> How many kids? Three. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Uh, three kids. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And how young is the youngest? Seven. Wow. Okay. And how old are you, uh, Zuko? I'm 43. All right. Last question. Take us back 23 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Wow, what do I wish my 20-year-old self knew? Um, that he would start learning by doing instead of learning by going to school. There you guys have it from Zuko. Start learning by doing. He is the founder of Zcash, really a brand new uh, level of security, right? Brought to the crypto ecosystem. He's essentially what an SSL certificate is to a, a URL. He's basically doing that for crypto specifically, even though it's decentralized specifically so people can't, you know, you know, reverse engineer patterns related to flows from one key to another. It's ha- he's having a lot of success. Success, partnership with JP Morgan. He's launching foundations around this space. Obviously, a leading authority here, $3 million raised and a very unique launch. Zuko, thank you so much for taking us to the top.